This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. USDA is writing the rules of a $16 billion direct payment program announced last week, and many in farm country are concerned about the potential for payment limits to restrict assistance headed to producers. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association sent a letter to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue today cautioning against the use of any payment limitations or means-testing provisions. They say limits of $125,000 per commodity and $250,000 per producer rumored to be included in the package is alarming. Ethan Lane is NCBA's head lobbyist. He says those limits would hurt producers large and small. We definitely appreciate the intent to make sure that that money is, is spread around to everybody and gets to those smaller producers. But, but by our math, that, that limit being that low, that cap, would, would exclude a lot of the, the smaller producers that they're trying to help. Asked by AgriPulse about the potential limits today, Senate Ag Committee Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow said the figures have roots in the farm bill, but also some wiggle room. Uh, given the circumstances, certainly the USDA has flexibility to, um, to address that. Uh, they did in market facilitation where they didn't use the payment limits at all. So they, they have flexibility uh, given the circumstances, but uh, the framework of this is something that was passed um, uh, 87 members voting yes in the United States Senate uh, in the Farm Bill. So I think it's, it's important to to factor in how that proceeds. She says she wants to have further conversations with USDA on the subject. Lane says he expects agriculture interests to ask Congress for more help going forward. We're going back to Capitol Hill as well. We recognize they have a role to play here. There's going to be, we hope, additional relief conversations coming out of the Hill. Um, we're, we're engaging there as well. So we're not just throwing this on USDA's shoulders. For more on USDA's aid package as it's implemented, stay tuned to agripulse.com. Advocates for meatpacking industry employees say they want their sector to be prioritized for getting more personal protective equipment. On a call with reporters today, United Food and Commercial Workers International Vice President Mark Lauridson says steps are available to protect plant workers. Proper PPE, proper testing, and all these other things, that's what we're pushing for. There's stuff that the government can do to ensure that these workers are safe, and they need to do it yesterday. That's what that's what we're really advocating for. This union is not going to advocate for all these plants to close down unless it's you know one of those things that absolutely needs to take place. What we're advocating for is our government and our employers to make it safe for our workers to go into those plants. Finally today, companies are stepping up in the effort to supply some of that PPE. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. A hydraulic ag parts manufacturer is using 3D printing to produce medical protective gear for frontline workers battling COVID-19. GS Global Resources in Wisconsin is making 3D printed face shields. Engineer Josh Hines, who spearheaded the effort, says he's been in contact with people across the world. Uh, a ton of people have, have put out different designs that, uh, that we can 3D print. I did a lot of research on trying to find the one that was most economical for us to print got the, the prints down to 15 to 17 minutes a piece to build. thought that, that was the best use of our resources, so we were able to knock out as many as we can. Hines says the production of face shields is not disrupting normal work at the plant. This is something that we're trying to do on our own time. The printers can run pretty much unattended, the exception of starting and, and ending the print, so they can run three, four, five hours at a time without, without any intervention. So we're able to let those things crank away. 
I let mine run when I get home from work, you know, all through the night and pop them off of the bed, bring them into into work here just to just bag them and, and get them out to the people. Hines says the company has produced 750 face shields so far and plans to produce a few hundred more. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nolly. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. The American Farm Bureau is closely monitoring food supply issues as we work together to protect our families, friends, and communities from the coronavirus. We are urging the administration to safely revise new restrictions on the entry of skilled laborers into our country. Farm Bureau is committed to protecting our food supply and supporting our members. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.